My name is Matt Brown. Finally, let's start the show! Special medley of songs. Give a listen. Ebony and ivory live together in perfect harmony because the world is black. The world is white. It turns by day and then by night. Since she's got jungle fever, Everybody, this is the Productive Conversations Podcast, and my name is Matt Brown, and I will be your host this morning, evening, afternoon, and night. What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. I hope everybody was safe, dandy, and whether you enjoyed the holiday virtually, whether you enjoyed the holiday safely and socially distanced, I hope it was a special time and that you were thankful throughout the entire holiday it's no it's monday november 30th in exactly one month from tomorrow 2020 is history and then also fun fact it's also my birthday december 31st 2020 i'll be turning 26 years old and it'll be just another year of growth prosperity health and happiness and but for now in my 25th year and to end 2020, let's end it off right. So we got 30 days to go, and hopefully it's a safe one, an enjoyable one, and a prosper and one with prosperity and happiness. I certainly think it will be, and I know all of you do too. So here we go. Today's episode, Monday, November 29th. I have the absolutely amazing and incredible Abby Piger on the show today. I've known Abby my whole life. She's just a trailblazer, a winner. And like I said, I've literally known her since, I don't know, one, two years old. Her parents played softball together uh, before they had kids. And uh, then we all came by and we were we, we literally grew up with each other. We went to Disney World. Uh, I mean, those are two. I mean, she's literally her and her sister Nina especially are just they were my two sisters growing up that I never had and I was so so thrilled to have Abby on the show she's such a sweet soul she's such an amazing woman she honestly inspires me the way she upholds herself and how she goes about life and I'll show you why in this podcast because she really really is just phenomenal in everything she does so with that here is my Sister that never was, here is the great, one of the greatest girls I know. This is my great friend in this world, Abby Piger. It's your turn. Let's do it. 
man, look who I have today. I have one of Trumbull's most honest, humble, and coolest people in the world, and someone who I've literally known my whole life. And look at us here. And we get to do from we used to hang out when there was a days of VHSs and now we're here on zooming it out. And um, but in all seriousness, I have the incredible Abby Piger with me this evening on the Productive Conversations podcast. Abby, I'm excited. I can't wait to see have the listeners see how cool you are. And welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thanks, Matt. I'm doing great. Thank you. And obviously, I am so cool, and that's why I've been invited. (laughs) (laughs) You know it. You know it. I mean, we've gone from Disney World together. We've seen Jimmy Fallon. We've seen um, gone over the place, and uh, it's cool that we could do this here. So I'm really happy to have you on. Yeah. I mean, you could have gone with my sister, so obviously, I am the (laughs) superior choice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tell me first things first. How is Nina doing? I know she's engaged, so and that's extremely exciting. How about that? Yeah, it's super great being the youngest sister right now. Um, my oldest sister just had a kid in March, um, and Nina is engaged, and I am single in the time of Corona. <laughs> Tell me about that. Same here. Oh man, we. I think we could. Um, once we go down the line, we can try to uh, help each other out, trying to figure out this dating world, of course. But. Um, you know, besides that, man, so you're an aunt now and you have all this. So tell me first, what's 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 a crazier to you being an aunt right now or seeing your sister get married? What's what's uh, what are you uh, trying to what's what's been the way you've been uh, compromising this? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think being an, aunt, being an aunt is definitely it's it's weird in the fact that I've only met um, my niece once because she lives in Virginia. Um but it's been really cool, and I just love her with my whole heart. Um, I would say it's definitely weird for Nina to be engaged, and they are in the process of buying a house, oh. um, which is so great for them. But it's just very weird because I feel like we're still babies. Oh, man, we can't. Like, I was telling my dad before, like, hey, I'm talk with Abby. And I was saying, like, yeah, Nina's engaged and everything. And he's like, what? What's going on? My dad doesn't, I don't think he knows how to log into his Facebook. So I tell him like, I mean, it's been, it's old news, but, um, you know, and my mom's the opposite of it. So, uh, I told her she, she's, she might come by to say hi, but she went out to, she's going out, she's out with her friends right now being, uh, <laughs> crazy. So, so that's okay. If she pops in, it's been a long time since I've seen your mom. So yeah. you'll always be happy to say hi. <laughs> And then how is your family doing? How's your mom doing and everyone else doing nice and safe? And Yeah, everyone's doing all right. Uh, mom very much is like, is very much taking COVID seriously, which is mm-hmm. good. Um, so she hasn't been doing all that much for the past few months, but she's doing all right. Dad's doing pretty well too. And it's funny because, oh my God, I can't even think of the last time that you all saw my dad. Um, <laughs> he frequently will be like, I wonder how the Browns are doing. <laughs> Oh, trust me, we're the same exact way here, and uh, got this. We could start the uh, we could start the process right now by having this podcast first, and uh, see where it goes from there, right? <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, your mom, your mom got the the ball rolling that the other day with that Disney yeah. throwback photo, huh? Wasn't that perfect timing right before this? She just finds it. Yeah, so we went to Disney World back in 2002, even before Tommy was born. And 
I mean, do I, do I, do I want to say the years? I don't want to make people feel old, but like <laughs> we're pushing a couple of decades with that one. And oh man, God. I know I, I didn't even wear glasses back. That's how I like measure time is like, when did I get glasses? <laughs> what pair of glasses was I wearing in a photo? <laughs> was it pre or post contact? Um, and I did, was not wearing glasses quite yet. So that's how we know I was very young. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I have, I know eventually it's going to happen to me because everyone in my family wears glasses, but I haven't need them yet. But uh, yeah, they're still rocking there. And uh, sometimes I wish that, that haircut comes in <laughs> everywhere, which way. And I mean, how much Disney world must've changed since, since we went to, right? So have you never? Have you not been since? No, I've been two other times since then. Last time I was there was 2013. I know one thing. We could go. With, we we could, let's geek out on some Disney World things right now. Tell me, Abby. Here for it. What? Okay, so we have, we have the broaden. Can you tell me your favorite ride at Disney, or maybe one of them? You know, it doesn't be the favorite. You can name a few, of course. And what's like a. Okay. What's like a ride? I won't say it's the worst ride, but what do you think is a ride that's overrated, if if that makes sense? I mean, I have a worse. Okay, okay. So, okay, you so, can say top. worse, too, because we're always about Disney, so my, the place of happiness, so. <laughs> yeah. I would say two of my favorite rides, Pirates of the Caribbean and mm-hmm. the Haunted Mansion, obviously. My phone case, Haunted Mansion. Hey. <laughs> um, worst ride. The worst ride in all of Disney is Mission Space. Mission Space? It is so take. bad. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that, so I get motion sick okay. and I, oh, the anti-gravity is like just not for me. But I think, I have heard from people who don't get motion sick that Mission Space is too much for them. It is just, it should not exist. It's horrible. You know, my, I would say my favorite ride is Rock and Roller Coaster, of course. Okay. I mean, I, 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 Words can't describe how excited I am from there every time I go on. And I probably my least favorite ride or I'll go far as the worst. You know, this is this is a hot take. You know, it's a small world is I'm not I don't really feel it like others. I mean, I'm sure I know nostalgia's sake and people like it. But, you know, I'm just uh, it's just uh, you just see, see things are like, okay, you know moving on and stuff but i also like <laughs> you don't feel it either yeah i really i could give or take <laughs> and i just don't like the you know catchy tunes and getting things stuck in my head like that I, oh i mean i can't i don't want to if i recite the words i, I stuck in my head for the next few weeks but um but i also you know it's ironic because i even though it's not there anymore is the great movie ride i love and oh. Yeah, I know they took it away, unfortunately, but um, like, you know, all my, mo- any movie stuff, ge- geek out over it. So, and yeah, I'm not surprised if that was your favorite, not surprised <laughs> at all. <laughs> but RIP for it, for sure. You you know, um, but I also love, I also love the Tower Terror every single time. I mean, um, You've never done it. No, never done it. No, I'm a big Freddy cat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there could be a day in the near future? Like, I'm going to face my fears. I'm hopping on it. I went through a really brave patch. I was probably like 12. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to do it. And I was waiting for my Uncle Ron. And I was like, I'm going to do it with Uncle Ron because no one else will do it with me. And then yeah. when Uncle Ron finally got to me, I said, I don't want to do it anymore. 
Um, and I have not yet since wanted to do it again. <laughs> well, you have my support when you're ready to take take the leap of faith. Maybe it's the age, but <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> but thanks for the support. <laughs> <laughs> you you want you want to know? Um, like I I like to be a jokester over there. Um, there was this. So yeah, last time I went was my senior high school for this trip, and um. I have one story I can't wait to share first, but when we were on Haunted Tower of Terror, right? I uh, I was just a senior in high school trying to be funny and cool, be like to the uh, workers, oh my God, is there a real ghost over here? And person wasn't having it at all. And I remember um, one time, so we were going on and it's like, if I remember correctly, you're, you, they they move you around and then it's the big drop. And then so right after, um, again, I was trying to be funny. This is so stupid. Remember, this was a different time. So I had this, uh, I had a little bag with me, like a little, um, like this little towel. Okay. And I purposely slipped it off on the ride so we could get a nice picture there. And uh, Um, uh, people didn't find that funny. I don't find it funny now. You're going to definitely hurt somebody with that. But it was a cool pick at the time, but it's an X out that I'll never uh, be able to see. Yeah, you uh, you tried. <laughs> Probably missed the mark. <laughs> yes, and luckily I didn't make it to Disney jail. I've met somebody who, I met two people in my life who have officially been in Disney jail, and they said it is not a pretty place. Oh my gosh, I'm sure. I feel like you have to do something really, really bad to get to Disney Jam. You know, it's funny. The One of the kids, I forgot what he did. and But the other one, he just was trespassing, trying to uh, go on the rides, being funny. And now nah, they caught him and he has a memory and doesn't have it on his permanent record. Oh, wow. Show up on a background check. Disney <laughs> <laughs> I guess of all things to show up on a background check. Could be worse. Could be way worse. <laughs> right? You want to know my other? This is this is cool thing that happened on that trip, also in Hollywood Studios. So again, nerding out on the movies. I want to see the Indiana Jones stunt show. Of course. Of course. Right. So I bring my friends all day. Let's go. I want to go to the show. We have to see the show. And like literally, this is the whole trip. The bus ride down. Like when we took the bus down to Disney. Yep, went from from, Nor- Norwalk? from Norwalk to Orlando, a full trip, a full well, it must have been forty hours. Oh we only my. slept the night bus once. Uh, one night we slept on the bus there and back, but yeah, it was cool at first. I was excited. I had the back of the bus. Let's do this. Go, go cross country. Well, not cross country, but I guess uh, <laughs> down tr- down oh, trip. Knows. Yeah, <laughs> and then by hour two, I had it. Oh, I'm like, oh my god! Watching every, watching so much movie. I remember we watched a full season of Full House. That's what they gave us on. <laughs> was it a good season of Full House? At least it was like the third season. So you know, I think they had Aunt Becky at the time, and things were starting to establish. But um, I like the more the later Full House seasons. I don't know. How do you feel about them? Like, like the later, like the six, seven, eight. That's my that's my way. Oh, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen early, early seasons of Full House. Yeah. And I remember being like really shocked by the, because I was not born when the <laughs> first two seasons of Full yeah. House came out. <laughs> but like, remember being really shocked, like that was how the plot began. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it is pretty, 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 so quite the circumstances. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Well, my cat just joined. Say hey. hello. What's, what's your cat's name? Oh, she's... Molly. Molly? Holly. Holly, Holly. Oh, she's adorable. Yeah. Maybe A my cat... Li- she's <laughs> named after Holly, as as in Holly Golightly from Breakfast at Tiffany's. How about that? Hey, see, I love movie references all the time. <laughs> uh, maybe my cat Larry can come by. I can introduce you guys. Yeah. He shows up. But, um, yeah, we just... Watch Full House, and we watched, uh, um, yeah, that's one I remember, but I remember it was so relieving. We went in, like, February when it was freezing, and uh, never. I can feel that warm Florida air to this day. Kind of feels like what we've been having lately. But but um, back to the story. Um, the Indiana Jones story. <laughs> yes, just all day. Indiana Jones, got to see Indiana Jones. Let's do this, let's do this. So we don't go to, like, like one of the last shows. It's, like, four four in the afternoon, right? So we finally go. I'm so excited and everything. And, you know, in Indiana Just Stunt Show, they allow audience members. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're asking. And, of course, my friends are being obnoxious. Like, he wants to go. He wants to go. He wants to go. And he said, hey, you, come on down. I'm like, what? what? So I signed the waiver. And I was right there. I had a, and I was right in the middle of the action. It was like a full crowd, too. And I just... You know, right this cheering Indiana on, like running away from the big boulder and stuff. And then I knew I had the perfect joke once it was over. I said, hey, guys, I just wanted to watch the show, not be in the show. (laughs) (laughs) Was the year that we all went together the year that my mom also got into the Indiana Jones show? Hmm. That does sound familiar. Um, I don't remember exactly when it was, but you you know my mom is is deaf now, but hard of hearing. Like this was well before her cochlear implants, um, and my mother just was so clueless up there. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and I genuinely thought, I mean, as a small child, I was like, my mother is about to be lit on fire. No, <laughs> because there's, like, there's fire in the scene. Yeah. You know? I was like, this is the day I lose my mom in Disney World. <laughs> Boy, what a sense of irony in that one. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I just, it's been, like I said, it's been a very long time since I've been. And uh, when was the last time you went there? You were there. Uh, 10, 11 months ago. Right before the, right before this all happened, huh? Yeah, I rang in the new year in Magic Kingdom. How about that? was a choice. <laughs> What is Magic Kingdom like on New Year's Eve? Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. They're, oh my gosh. I I have blocked out the actual number of people that were in the park, but it was far over capacity. Mm-hmm. It took us probably a full hour just to get out of the park. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like we left right after the fireworks. It was absolutely horrible. And um, it was like beautiful and wonderful, but. If you don't like crowds, totally not the thing for you. I wonder if, uh, like, what's worse, that or Times Square? <laughs> I'm going to go with Times Square. Only because, like, Magic Kingdom actually has a capacity. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh. know, though. Oh, man. So, so you bring in the new year. That's how you start your 2020. And then... Yeah. I don't like I don't want to sound rude when I say it seems like the world of all went downhill from there. 
hopefully things now with the with the new news of we're getting some new a new president and things changing. Hopefully, some saving grace or some silver lining. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty started off strong, and I was like, "This is my year." Twenty-four. <laughs> it was not my uh, the world shut down literally yeah. two days. Ago. Oh man. Which was was fine. Um but I I heard this great theory that I think you would really enjoy. Of course. What's up? Because it has to do with SNL. Okay. So the theory is that Lauren Michaels (laughs) had this whole cultural reset that had to do with COVID, right? So picture March, picture March. And John Mm. Mullaney hosts SNL in March. There's a Friday the thirteenth. There's a full moon and coronavirus like just shuts everything down. Mm. November, we got a full moon. We got a Friday the 13th. John Mulaney hosted SNL. <laughs> oh, and I forgot. Um, uh, t- um, Daylight Savings was in March and yep. in November. Um, and, and, and we just had a presidential election, which like, I don't know if that really fits into the theory, but... Um, <laughs> If we are going with the fact that Lauren Michaels is a wizard, <laughs> then we might have him to thank for our new president-elect. You want to know here on the wall right there, the guy, the big guy. I don't know if you could see. Uh, uh, I can see up to here, so I can't see his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you could trust me there. And um, yeah, well, see, I guess they say Lauren is one of the most powerful men in entertainment. And well, I guess he's proven it with this. Yeah. Works for me. World. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me, um, Abby, who's your favorite SNL person or one of your favorites? Like current cast members or host? We'll say cast members all time. Cast members all time. And well, it could be a few, of course. I Obviously, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, of Duh. course. They're over on the other side. I put the, the they're, they're up there. I don't know if you could see. They're on top of Andy Cohen oh. next to the Yankees. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I mean, you don't even need to explain why they're amazing. <laughs> um, and, of course, like Mike Myers, SNL is, is also classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great I would say current SNL, Kate McKinnon is just mm-hmm. – I just crack up every time she comes on screen. She's a part of the collage I have right there. (laughs) I love it. What about you? What are your, who are your favorite people? So for me, I would say now we're going on the whole sphere. Bill Hader. Love Bill Hader. I think he's incredible. Kristen Wiig can't do no wrong. Of course. Um, You already said Tina and Amy. So that was good. I, you know, I really love Chris Farley a lot. Chris Farley and Sandler. True, I, true, true. Uh, um, and I really like Eddie Murphy a lot too. So <laughs> when he came back, he was it was it was it was dope. And uh, I love the Lonely Island crew. I know Andy Samberg and then the other two are writers, but all those digital shorts and I can really, so you know, we could always geek out on that. So I'd have to say those are. My men and women that make that make strides, and I'm excited. And the and from this current cast, I I really like. Um, excuse me, you already said Queso's good, and uh, I really like Beck Bennett. I think Beck Bennett's a really good actor in there. Kyle Mooney's good. Pete Davidson. Um, I really like Chloe Finnerman. I think she's gonna have a great future. 
Agreed. I, I mean, her like, um, her Drew Barrymore literally got her recognized yeah. by Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Perfect. Hands on. She's like, I mean, the way she just gets her voices and um, I didn't know she had like a pretty good following in uh, on Instagram until she got this. So I'm excited to see where she is, where she goes. I think she's going to be like the special, un, not underrated, but um, like the secret star that just pop off. I could see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a, you know, you and I went to see The Tonight Show a few years back with uh, my friend Jordan Simpson. And, um, you know, did I ever tell you after that I interviewed for the show? I don't think you did. Really? I interviewed for an internship, the, the internship, like two weeks after that happened. Okay. And, um... One thing I gave it my all and it didn't didn't pan through, but um, I still I still um, appreciate the opportunity. I don't really watch the Tonight Show as much as anymore because of that. But that was our, our the last big hoorah from it, and right. just got into other shows. But I got another internship instead. But what do you, during that special day? Do you remember um, you and I? We saw what, what we saw a monologue rehearsal. Oh yeah. And then I remember you said like, "Hey, I want to go to the show," and that just stuck in my head. Like if it was like a year or two before, and I just remembered, I just remember you saying when I was thinking of guests, like, "I don't know," I just asked Abby, and then you came by. But um, how was that day for you? Did you did you have a lot of fun with it and stuff like that? I did. Yeah. No. I mean, and I, I mean, I I've never done anything like cool in the showbiz except with you and your family because <laughs> we also saw oh my goodness back when it was live with kelly and michael yep yep we saw that yeah you're i mean because your mom was like yeah let's bring them why not <laughs> she always has the hookup she has the hookup that was her thing back in the day to go to the shows oh yeah which is the day that we saw jimmy fallon's monologue yeah just, exactly yeah. that's how it worked out yes um but yeah no seeing seeing the tonight show was just like was so cool and even though I, like i would not say that i'm like the biggest zach efron fan i mm-hmm. am a human straight woman if so i appreciate course, the opportunity <laughs> i can appreciate zach efron but it, i i think that was the the day where i was like oh i like zach efron this is cool like he's, he's like a cool celeb <laughs> yeah that's not a lot of people could start say i actually saw the celebrity and then i started liking him so that's a cool distinction and you remember when uh jordan screamed take your shirt off and he <laughs> reacted right away of course oh my gosh what did he what did he say it was uh he said it was jimmy said no i won't take my shirt off and then zach said um and then Zach said, uh, usually when people ask me that, I said, not if you take your shirt off first. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was great with the little, the, the game of war with yeah. water. Water war? Is that what Water they war. It? Yeah, exactly. And wow. if you lost it, just, um, you know, blessed all the people with, who would be interested in seeing. They actually got him in a, almost a wet t-shirt contest. So everybody's winning. that's true yeah that was cool i remember we were so disappointed because they stuck us in the way back yeah this feels like a personal attack on all of our faces yeah come on what's wrong with us right but (laughs) we were the best audience members easily i remember jordan actually hugged him 
Do you remember that? He, he got in his way. <laughs> Hug me. Oh my God. I do not remember that. I probably was like just mortified. of like, Oh my God, are we about to get kicked out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. They, luckily he did it at the, towards the end of the show. So we didn't, uh, <laughs> yeah, those are who those people are. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We were the life of the party, which is truly what matters. Even if we were so far in the back that you couldn't see any of us. <laughs> nothing but, nothing but. Now, going off that, is there any celebrities, and we'll say dead or alive, because I know you have appreciation of the the classic stars in this world. You could say a few people, we'll say three, that you would love to spend the day with or have some dinner, dead or alive, who would those people be? Have dinner with, dead or alive. Hmm. So obviously Audrey Hepburn. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said obviously is that the world knows that. But the, I mean, I feel like <laughs> she should be on everybody's list because not only was she an amazing actress, but she also was a humanitarian. Yep. Um, they will. So definitely her. <sighs> Oh, this is hard. This is hard. I feel like I should have thought about this at some point in my life because this is like such a typical question. (laughs) (sighs) Um, Oh, oh, oh. Um, Max Greenfield from New Girl. Max Greenfield. Yes, yes. yes. I've I've seen one episode of New Girl, but that's it. I, I know who you're talking about, though. Okay, okay. I think Um, they just, he's going to be, he's, he's, I think they announced him... I want to say for the Grinch live adaptation, it could be wrong, but um. Oh, I didn't know they were doing another Grinch. Yeah, you know how they do the musicals, the live adaptation, uh, like they've done Rent, uh, The Wiz, Grease. Uh, right. I I want to Why say did... that he got named the Grinch. If you don't mind me looking that up really quick. I say go for it. And yeah, yeah. my uh, first year of grad school, he spoke at Northeastern. And I was like, I love you so much. No way. <laughs> and any work that you do from here on out, I support. <laughs> so I will watch The Grinch now. <laughs> and ye- Excuse me. No. <laughs> I, I, I had the page up and then... I am... <laughs> this is taking too way longer than i thought nope. okay I, I i i got i mixed him up with someone else but hey maybe next maybe the next next uh grinch will do that i didn't even know he did musicals and stuff but um yeah i don't know how about that okay so max greenfield audrey hepburn who's that yes. last person ah uh, third person third person hmm <laughs> I feel like I should say somebody like really profound, but I don't know that I have any profound people. <laughs> Want to meet Aristotle? <laughs> I just like, well, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to say Amy Poehler again because I think in That's like all one. aspects, I think she's just so cool. I was a huge, huge Parks and Rec fan. Um. And was always like, oh, I'm such a Leslie Nope. I am. I don't think. I don't think I'm actually a Leslie Nope. I think I just really love Amy Poehler. <laughs> yeah, you better. Yeah, you're an Abby Piger. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am not somebody who has binders for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's f- funny you mentioned that. So, uh, my podcast. I uh, want my po- my podcast. I shot last week with my two friends, and uh, I just we were just talking about random things, and I found this clip. 
of the good old of um adam scott aka ben um i'm sorry i can't think of his last name ben from parks and rec of course mm-hmm. yep and i found this clip of him in boy meets world oh yeah you know, so i don't know if you ever see that clip when he's like but he i mean he looks he's he's way younger but yeah he looks the exact same it's him and paul rudd who has that gene i know they both like when they were younger they just look like a like a smoother version of themselves. <laughs> Literally, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Adam Scott plays a mean kid in Boy Meets World. Yeah. You want to pound me? Yeah. <laughs> he says something like that. But Look at super- how far she evolved. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, if I, yeah. If I had to pick three people to hang with, I want to be Conan O'Brien. Okay. I love Conan. I just... He can't do no wrong with me. I'd like to... Uh, I'd like to hang out with I'd like to hang out with LeBron. I think that okay. would be the homie. And then for my third, I also want to do a profound one. Hmm. And I that is that Jenny would like to meet. I would go with I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Joe Rogan podcast and get some advice with that. Okay. Those are my big three. I thought you were going to go like really profound out there. (laughs) I was going to pick like Prince, like I was going to pick, you know, Princess Diana, which would have been cool. She would an impact. Or like, what if I met like, I said Aristotle or um, Gandhi. Gandhi. Yeah. How do you stay chill in your life? I could use your ways of distress right now, right? (laughs) (laughs) Gandhi in 2020 would be. Certainly somebody to to pay attention to. That Mother Teresa, why don't we hang out with her? <laughs> yeah, none of these people came to mind for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Abby. Yes. One thing we brushed on a little bit that I think we both can help each other out with, right? So, you know, we're single kids in our mid-20s reckon where there's you know trying to be safe of course trying to make right. sure so if you don't mind me asking so i love your hinge your hinge tweets i just you have the uh, such awesome commentary to it i feel but you know i can i'm as single as can be no one talking on any of the apps at this moment um so tell me what oh, first things first as a cool, pretty girl like yourself, Abby, what do you think is the proper way for a gentleman to act on Hinge to get, um, you know, depending on, you know, I know everybody looks at the app differently. They have different intentions and whatever. What do you think is the proper etiquette for a man, a man these days, to, the best approach to the apps for whether it's some advice I can take or any of my male listeners or anyone else who can, who should be better aware of what's going on. Cause you know, I know a lot of guys don't do the right thing. So why don't we start the change for that? What what would you say? It is true. (laughs) (laughs) Most men don't know how to act. I mean, so I guess, so my advice is obviously again, coming from a straight woman, who is interacting with, you know, hypothetically straight men. Mm -hmm. Um, So this does not apply to um, 
this probably does not apply to gay men um, and probably also does not apply to gay women. Folks in between, perhaps, maybe. Um, But I would say, actually, maybe this is like just straight up human stuff. This might just be straight up. Let's go. I'm down to say that straight up human. This is a lesson for everybody. Yeah. as As I'm starting to formulate like the things that I think are really important, I think it really doesn't matter because if you're just like a, a person who just like wants some genuine human interaction then mm-hmm. this is good advice for you um i think it's really really off-putting when men um try to gatekeep the things that you are interested in and um, so recently um one of the the hinge um prompts that i have on my profile is like things i geek out on and it's like disney harry potter and star wars and somebody was like name your favorite Disney movie, Star Wars movie, and <laughs> Harry Potter movie, and there is a right answer. And I was like, oh, if you just, like, left it at name your favorites, like, that would have been a really good opening. It would have yeah. been a great way to, like, play at my interests and see if we have common interests. Mm-hmm. But then for you to be like, there is a right answer. <laughs> oh, excuse you. There may be a right answer, but that is not how you start a conversation. That's how you shut the conversation down before it even starts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely say like for openers, like find something that, that could start a conversation, not just like, hi, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, or, uh, I mean, you could, some people enjoy like the, oh, you've got a nice smile. I like your eyes, things like Mm -hmm. that. But, um, particularly with a profile where you can add things about your personality, it's like far better to actually start a conversation from the get go. Of course. Um, so that is definitely a part of it. Um, I don't know. And I would just say like, it's just the, the guys who like actually want to have a great conversation. I'm more likely to match with if they're the ones who are trying to start the conversation. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that actually has nothing to do with sexuality by any means. (laughs) Be any, any, part of the spectrum of sexuality and that should apply to you just like play to people's interests yeah play to people's interests get that um you know try to get that connection i'm really someone who genuinely believes that things are meant to be and happen you know one thing i've learned i think that's good with dating apps or well, dating general is uh and really have some patience. I feel like a lot of guys especially you want to cut to the chase a lot of people maybe just want to you know want to skip a lot of steps and maybe want to hook up right away instead of, you know, trying to find someone as your back. And I think that's one thing that I, that was cool that I've learned out of it. It's being the patience, you know, not jumping straight to the bedroom and stuff like that, because one, it just doesn't, it's awkward. It doesn't create a great connection. And it's just, you know, when you're at that point, it seems like you're just, there's nothing there and it's you and especially you know we all have to be careful you, you don't know what's out there especially now covid with the, with that risk i so i think um whether you, uh, you agree or not i think patience is a great thing guys can learn and one thing i've learned from you know my female friends that they just hate dudes who will who will just cut to the chase and it it, it seems from the people i've heard have failed it it clearly doesn't work jumping around like that no matter what up, unless you know you're going out to the red light district, that's probably the only time it works. And then you're also paying for it. So who's really winning or losing at that point? You know, I, 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think it really depends on the person and what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like if you are somebody who's looking for a relationship and somebody does just like want to cut to the chase, like maybe it's just a, a difference in priorities, um, yeah. lifestyle. It really like like that works for some people. Um, but I think it's important to read the room and like mm-hmm. does somebody's profile like give you that um, that inkling that they are looking for a relationship or does it give you the inkling that maybe there is like some ambiguity there? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, I mean, I think I agree. Like if, if you are looking for a relationship and somebody is just like, Hey, add me on snap. Like probably mm-hmm. not the best way to like initiate a conversation and actually have yep. anything more meaningful than a one sentence back and forth via a picture. Um, but for some people, that that is what they're looking for. They're just kind of looking for something a little bit more su- superficial, a little bit more physical. And mm-hmm. if that works for them, then to each their own, as long as they're not hurting anybody. In yep. The Be safe. And as long as people agree, you know, you do you, right, at that point. Um, do you think pictures make a difference for – do you think um, you'd like to see more effort or, uh, or, or guys who, like, you know, really want to – Uh, or speaking in the general sphere, um, do you think pictures really do make a difference? I think so. Um, I mean, I think, I think it is absolutely possible to make a genuine connection with somebody regardless of looks, but like when you're looking at a dating profile, I think you have that option that like quick brain second to say, am I going to swipe left or am I going to swipe right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I know like if a guy has like all mirror selfies, I'm like, ew, (laughs) I'm like, you're obsessed with yourself. Yeah. If everybody has no photos with friends, I'm like, do you have friends? Yeah. But if he has photos with only friends, I'm like, oh, you're one of those where like Saturdays are for the boys and I don't mm-hmm. deal with that toxic masculinity. <laughs> um, so I think it, I think it does matter because like the point of dating apps is that it's, it's meant to be, it's meant to be a little bit superficial, which is hard, but um, it's just kind of modern dating as it is. Yep. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's funny how we're going to find so many people in our generations when they get married and they say, I met on an app. I think we'll, we'll see that. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Doesn't it matter the first time you see each other in person and have that. So uh, at least that's how I look at it and stuff, or I don't know. I haven't heard wedding vows say, I remember when you swipe right on me, you said whatever. <laughs> have you been to the weddings yet of the people who have met on dating apps, though? Not yet. Not yet, too. I'm excited for that day to see see, see anything is possible. One of the funniest jokes I've ever saw, <laughs> memes I ever saw, is like, hey, I, I, hey, I'm... It was this couple said, hey, hey, here's where we first met. And it's the Tinder headquarters, wherever they're at. <laughs> I was like, that's adorable. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... It's hard to meet. I mean, obviously in COVID times, it's extraordinarily hard to meet people. But even in general, it's, you know, once you leave college, like, and granted, that's like a smaller dating pool than the whole wide world. Mm -hmm. um, But it's hard to meet people. And like nowadays in the age of technology, that's just like how it's done. It's really hard to just meet people serendipitously. Definitely. Can I say one one quick, how do we feel about pickup lines? Does a go or no go? And I know definitely from the ranges of pickup lines too, some people are real gross with it. And then some people, you know, just try to get a nice spark, you know, whether the pun or not, but uh, how we feel about pickup lines. I think there is no, this isn't like a, uh, this is no black and white world when it comes Mm -hmm. to pickup lines. Yeah. 
more times than not, I'm like, oh, like no originality. <laughs> like or Get from, from Google pin Tinder pickle lines. Right. Like even <laughs> even on like hinge um prompts, like you can tell when like dudes just like copy and paste from each other's profiles. Yeah, yeah. Um, a social cause that I care about. And in Massachusetts, there is no happy hour. Um, and so they're like, oh, they really? happy hour back to Massachusetts. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, super creative <laughs> there. Yeah. Um, I would say like if a, if a pickup line is like really good or like just it makes me giggle, then that's one thing. But like there's no like equation to whether or not that would happen. <laughs> yeah. It basically my approach from it, the, me personally and – um I just figured, you know, there was times to try different things, you know. I used to say pickle lines, not going to lie. I would say one I did was, uh, hello, is it me you're swiping for? And I put a gif of Lionel Richie. Oh, you got uh, thumbs up or what? <laughs> I mean, I think that is better than, like, are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only Tennessee. <laughs> like, okay, pack it up, Hannah Montana. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the way I look at it and just especially now, like I've been fortunate enough. I had some like pretty solid relationships from dating apps and that taught me it really is possible. Whatever that connection are meant to be is, is uh, meant to be. So I figure at least like, I, I, I like to take that approach to the comments, some of their profile. And if they like me enough or attracted enough, though, they will respond one way or the other. And, um, and when I say this, like, I don't think people should take those apps like to heart or seriously because, you know, anything's possible. Um, you know, some people are just busy, some have time, but if somebody likes you enough to make that effort to get to know you, it'll happen. So that's why I say like attraction and love or some of the most obvious things in the world, but us humans really make it complicated. But that's why we have other other things to, you know, focus on ourselves, whether you do a, do try growing your career or you can do a new hobby or activity. It seem, it really does seem most of the times that it all pans out when you least expect it. Don't have to, uh, um, you don't have to go crazy for yourself over it, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's what they say. They say <laughs> the love finds you when you least expect it. <laughs> right. Who who knows who they is? Yeah, whether it's true. <laughs> but yeah, I I know we're gonna be some we're gonna be some real catches for some bays in the future, Abby. I just know it. <laughs> I appreciate the support once again. <laughs> that would be a. Uh... That would be so nice. And I suppose, right. I mean, I'm a Pisces, so I just like can't give up on love, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> as a teenager, I was like, I'm, I love is gross because I'm an emo. <laughs> and, and then I like became an adult and realized that I'm just like this big marshmallow inside, Aww. which is so gross. Um, <laughs> but, like, I want to find love and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. I'm definitely open to, and uh, I guess uh, I don't know. I've had a. Uh, I just, uh, you know, one thing I like. I was really late bloomer to dating and stuff. Like I'd be that teddy bear that I would hear, like people would go to talk about a certain guy was, uh, or you know, complaining about a person. And I like one of those things that hard like do not to do. And you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect person. There's definitely been times where like, I've definitely, you know, messed up in dating and learned things the hard way, you know, never, yeah. def definitely never like, like, um, 
you know, not put an, uh, be malicious or mean about it. Ne- never. But like, I've learned times, you know, when you need to take certain efforts to show more appreciation for who you're with at the time to, uh, you know, have those extra acts of kindness and whether those things would have saved whoever I was talking to a relationship at the time, um, whatever happened, happened. But I think just being a late bloomer for me personally was great to learn those things. And uh, I just feel when the time comes opportunity that meet the one or they yeah. revive something, you just, uh, I just, can't take it for granted and um especially you know what i've learned lately in the last few years is doing that so um yeah Yeah. just learning every day and uh figure one way or another it'll pan out i mean if uh you've seen if uh i i don't want to be mean and say if like i was gonna name like a not as good looking celebrity and he is a beautiful wife or whoever right um if love finds one person i'm sure it can find anyone you know so true that is so very true you know i mean especially if like you believe in in like soulmates and such i'm like i don't believe in like you have one perfect soulmate i believe that soulmates are like multiple like you could have a friend i think so too oh oh, i I absolutely believe that too yeah i'm like i i i believe that i met one of my soulmates in sixth grade and i'm still friends with her now um because she's just somebody who like when i'm with her like i just feel like part of me like feels more complete um Am I romantically attracted to her? Of course not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think, but yeah, I mean, I think I think if you like want to attract love at some point, like it will come into your life. Absolutely, and you know, just being yourself with that. And I think I'm definitely I'm someone who's very comfortable. I like to say I like to think I'm comfortable in my sin, and like I show my personality right away through our dating. As long, you know, you heard that song "Take Me or Leave Me." This from this from the show Rent. Like I really think those lyrics, I can't recite the lyrics now. It's been so long, but the title, the title was so true. Take me or leave me for who I am. And I figured whoever wants it, they'll, they'll have a great time. And, um, you know, we learn things other ways, even like times where relationships sadly fall out or then we broke up. But I really do think I grew stronger for myself and get, you know, better prepared for, well, I don't know, prepared, but when the time comes, I have more experience in life to hopefully make me become a better partner to them. And there's still so much I have to learn. I'm still extremely young and uh, whenever it comes, just won't take it for granted. Right. And I mean, you, you have two like pretty great role models for parents in terms yeah. of love. Your parents seem just as in love now as they ever were, <laughs> at least I mean, from Facebook and Instagram since I haven't seen your parents in a while, but so like, that's gotta be helpful also but maybe like a lot to measure up to you know that that's absolutely true my my parents really are role models in that sense and it really makes me believe that um you know if you really of course you know my parents as any other couples in this world have had their ups and downs but they silly seem to work it you know and they they're between so many generations you know i'm eight years younger than my youngest brother so whether that helps or not and it's it's just so interesting and uh i do when i will go to my mom on girl advice if I really I've only done it like two or three times but if like I really really like someone I don't want to mess it up I will go to my mom because she knows what she's doing and I appreciate it and love her for that and she'll be honest with it too oh I love that that's so good and it's so true with the mom thing like moms knows best relationships do you know like what was it it was the bachelor or bachelor at the last bachelor I think um uh, I don't know if Peter. you watched 
Yeah, who had well, the where the mom said right on the, right in the finale, this isn't gonna work. Oh and, my god, she was too much Barb. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, uh uh-uh. I would never, ever, ever, never. I don't care if this man is the love of my life, I will not marry into a family with a Barb. I won't <laughs> just no Barb. That's already the uh, the um. <laughs> the big sign but it, but i remember she said that and i know some people disagreed with her but i don't i think they broke up so who knows if that's they, a good example of that they did but i do feel like it was because his family actively hated her and yeah. did not like even try to like her yeah that would be uncomfortable too it'd be hard to sell you have to be really in love with the person you know, I don't know if you ever seen the graduate some people just run away together i guess <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That sounds it sounds tough. I mean, I suppose I've never been in the situation, so I don't know what I would do. But yeah, me neither. Ugh. You have you been watching the Bachelorette this season? I did not watch this week's season. Or, sorry, this week's episode. Um, but I have. I for something else, huh? <laughs> I'm like dabbling with. Is this my internalized misogyny coming out, or is Claire actually just really annoying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. I've been in and out with the season two, and I think it's just, it's so tough. I think it's just a, the show seems disappointed that she seemed to pick the winner already with, um, what's his name? Dale. Dale. Not Dale. And like, that's just not fair. Like, why am I going to watch the show if I know I'm going to pick her? And I mean, I know some contestants were, I know one was really mad, and I think he took the wrong approach expressing mm-hmm. his, his uh, dissatisfaction, but... I mean, I know we 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 know what's gonna happen just from the news breaking it that there's a big change coming. But um, I mean, you said that. Do you feel that? Are you gonna be excited when uh when it looks like Claire? I don't know. It seems like they literally run away from each with each other. But how you feel? How how are you feeling? How are you feeling about it? So very annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am somebody who like though I I watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I just yell at the TV the whole time because I just think they're all so stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) And, and in some ways I can really respect Claire for knowing what she wants and not taking shit from men. Like I think Yosef was just kept being like, I want to be a good role model for my daughter. And like, (laughs) dude, so be a good role model. Cause right now you're being a trash person. Yeah. Um, and I think that, like, A, probably did trigger a lot of her PSD and P- oh my God, it's PTSD um, in terms yeah. of, like, how she's been treated. Um, but I just think that her, like, obsession with Dale was super weird and how, like, yeah. she spent an entire group date not learning about the other men, but asking them about Dale. That would just... That would just upset me and frustrate me. Um, and there's some cool guys. I think they deserve love. That guy from West Virginia, I think he's the homie. He seems to uh, be. Which one's he? I don't know his name. <laughs> like I said, in and out. But he, he seemed like a real humble dude. And uh, I guess it's not given the chance that we're going to see, what's her name, um, soon. Tasha. And that's exciting. She seems to um, have her shit together. And I think she'll be more open and giving a chance. I mean, you know, once Chris is, once you could tell on his facial expressions, how annoyed Chris has Chris is at Claire, especially as the host. And that's not a good sign. Yeah. I just feel like, Oh, Chris Harrison, I would add him to my list. He's yeah. number four. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me uh, too. Especially how he's just, how do you be, how is just such a great host of a show that's lasted forever? Right. And even when he's like, this is the most dramatic season ever. And I'm like, <laughs> 
anyone else, I'd be like, get over it. We get it. But I'm like, he's, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Harrison said it. So it's true. <laughs> um, I do like Tasha. I hated Colton. I thought he was so annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like really glad that he didn't choose her because I think that she deserved better. And yes. I think he deserves better than Claire's sloppy seconds. Like, She's going into a much smaller group of men. Would these have been the men that she chose had she gotten the full pick? Are they going to give her more men? Or is she going to have to decide from this group of like 15? Mm -hmm. I feel bad. I know. Just another 2020 thing, huh? Why don't we just say that's just so 2020, it seems, at this season. But um, yeah, I just we just I just can't wait to see how it all comes to a head and just see how what exactly happened i really feel that just you'll just see the you know the you, know, you have the awkward camera angles trying to chase it just literally run away with each other so we'll see oh, yeah. i guess we will yeah <laughs> I, I had to catch up on yesterday's episode but i i thought we were done with claire for good um but she and dale come back to talk about their experience so yeah it'll uh, be uh not great <laughs> Jeez. well like I said, with the new sign of a new of new things coming, this is just another one adding to it. You um watching or binging anything else right now besides The Bachelorette? Um, yes. For the past, I don't know, a few months, I have been watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> and Angel simultaneously because they. So you like once you hit season of Buffy that's when Angel mm-hmm. started and because you know back when the CW was the WB back <laughs> then um, WB used to play Buffy and then it would play Vampire right after yep, yep. the Angel right after and so I watched one episode of Buffy and one episode of Angel back and forth and back and forth mm-hmm. um, and I'm finally in the final season of Buffy oh I know I know the uh, the first season is just can't go wrong and uh, uh, I've I, I, I'm not I've only re- I've watched you know the only times I really watched Buffy was at the gym when they have it in the <laughs> when they always have it. I go well I go in the early morning and that's when they have it on so um, I don't know I just read the subtitles sometimes if I'm not watching a show or a YouTube video and uh, but fair. I mean Sarah Michelle Gellar I think she's great so. oh yeah which I you know because I I don't know if, if other people do this or if this is just like a weird idiosyncrasy of mine but. Mm-hmm. When I watch TV shows, I often like will go on these mental tangents that I then have to look things up, and then I end up oh. reading interviews about the people in the shows and what else they do with their lives. And I read that like none of them invited one another to their weddings, even though they were close really? coworkers. And Sarah Michelle Gellar, like she literally wanted to leave Buffy after like season three, so she had a lot of resentment for the show. Mm. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> You actually just you just said what I do. I go on mental tangents all the time. Usually after I watch a movie or show, I hit the Wikipedia page right after, or yep, go into um, video essays on YouTube. Uh, I you speak my language. I'm surprised I've learned a lot of other people do that. So look at us. I know, I know. I I just can't help it. Like if, especially if I can like recognize somebody, but I can't put my finger on who it is. Like oh I, yeah will not be able to focus i have to pause what i'm watching like that <laughs> that for me if i like can't focus i can't even continue watching and multitask like i just need to know the answers do you watch um do you have amazon prime 
I do. So you you use the x-ray when you, I love the x-ray, when you press the little corner and they say everyone in the scene. Did you know that oh. you could do that? I didn't know that's so, what that was called. Yeah, they need to have those for the other services, right? I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be great. Like, I'm because obs- I like it because it shows by like scene. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they get your fun yep. facts in there too. And, um, you know, so over the years, um, I love, took a lot of like toxic stuff off my Instagram and then put just movie stuff in. Like, okay. that's just for me. So I just have great movie facts and like um, movies suggest to watch and stuff like that. Real cinephile club. And uh, that's what's cool. Uh, almost a rex- x-ray kind of does with that so just more ways for technology to grow what i've been binging lately i i don't know if you've seen it's on hulu it's called rami it's about uh haven't it's about a muslim uh just a muslim millennial living in a jersey city and it's just so real i mean i'm obviously i'm not muslim but i can see where he's coming from you really learn about that culture it's really cool how they're portraying that um but also just get what it's like being a millennial um and home, like someone's been living at home millennial and all that and highly recommend two seasons in and it's simple um no if you i've got an important question for you what's going on you're 95, right? 90, the very last day in 94. So pretty much. Oh, yes. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So then, so then maybe the answer to this question is more obvious. I was going to say, do you identify as a young millennial or an elder Gen Z? I've been contemplating this for the last few years. I ask myself this like once every three months. Um, is it, would it be rude for me to say I'm a, a, a young millennial? the youngest millennium because i i remember times without a phone i didn't have a phone since i until middle school i loved my vhs's um knocking on people's doors to hang out uh um in no sense of the words i feel that way but um also very heavy with social media and content creation can i can see where i could be identify as a uh uh, the oldest Gen Z. Uh, it's it's real complicated. I think Brendan, and de- definitely Tommy. But I think Brendan identifies more as a Gen Zer. Um, well, Tommy right. definitely. He's ninety eight. And um, I mean, yeah, by definition, he is absolutely not a millennial. Yeah. So it's really weird. So in in those senses, I feel like that. But I know I had the tail end of it. But um, you know, one thing I, that. Uh, when it comes to dating that we really didn't experience um, was actually calling people like calling potential dates and seeing like, Oh, will they answer? And, and that dynamic. So uh, I really wondered how I would have measured in that world. But um, yeah, that's, that's my answer for that. How, how do you feel? I mean, you, you feel more the oldest Gen Z. I mean, well, for me, like definitions vary. So I'm 96. Yeah. And some some include 96 at the very end of millennial. Some include 95 at the very end, and some mm-hmm. don't even include 96 or 95. And, and similar to you, like I I a grew up with a lot of older cousins who were millennials, and therefore like I feel like I, I developed a lot of their interests and, and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, so in a lot of regards, like I identify with millennial culture. Um, and sometimes feel like far too old for Gen Z culture. But part of that's, I think, because I'm a little bit of an old soul. Right. Uh, oh, that, I'm, I'm definitely in that boat for sure. Yeah. Then there are other times where I'm like, oh, yeah, like TikTok. 
beautiful, wonderful. <laughs> I always said I wouldn't, but it's, it is a golden app. <laughs> I hella respect a TikTok. You know, I really get, see, I have a TikTok account. I don't really make TikToks, but I do watch the content because I just love, it's just hilarious the things come up with. But um, that's the one Gen Z thing that I'm somewhat, you know, very, am familiar. I'm a familiar, especially for work, like who's, who's, who's who in the TikTok world, but right. I just don't use it. I don't use it for content creation. I just use it to watch, but, uh, but that I want- surprises me. I feel like you would love creating things for TikTok. Oh, absolutely. I like that sh- short form. And when Vine was big, I love creating those. I just, uh, maybe it's just because I've been focused on the podcast a lot lately and uh, more writing, but I do okay. like TikTok, but you- are an incredible TikToker yourself. Like your Beetlejuice was incredible. If you want to plug, if you want to plug your TikTok right now, feel free to get some. Yeah, fun. totally. Um, it has. I have all of like a hundred followers, so it's really not that big. And I've gotten all of a hundred and fifty likes on something. Ooh. <laughs> ah. Um, my name is just at Abby Piger. Super original. Um. <laughs> I post a lot of new girl content because I am strange. And I discovered today that my students sometimes see me pop up on their For You page. Um, (laughs) Right. So they were like, yeah, Abby really likes new girl. I said, how do you all know that? (laughs) And they said, (laughs) pop up on my For You page on TikTok. (laughs) So, yes, I do outfit changes for all of the characters. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Random Zoe Deschanel thing. Have you seen... You've seen 500 Days of Summer? Of course. What do you think of that movie? I'm just curious. I love that movie. I do love it too. I think it's like, sometimes it's that slap in the face with reality that I need, mm-hmm. that like happy endings are not always realistic. Expectations for reality. What It really is one of the best movie scenes, most realistic movie scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. We've all oh. had that moment. <laughs> it's, it's so good. And then it like has like, and obviously, of what love should look like and that's yeah. why he so instantly was like and then tom met summer um oh man, that was the <laughs> and then when he meets autumn at the end oh autumn yeah yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> um but it also was like a cute little thing of like you know as cliche as it is like a one door will close and it doesn't mean that another won't open yeah i think the best thing the best way to describe that movie is it's a movie about love not a love story you know yes. what I mean by that? So yeah. I just find that actually, I think she's awesome. In it. And Zoe's awesome in a almost famous. If you ever seen it. Oh my God. She is an almost famous. I've yeah. only ever seen that once. It's an awesome rewatch. Um, you know, it's funny. She really doesn't age. I mean, that movie came out in 2000. So yeah, she really doesn't. <laughs> I mean, she's an elf too. Yep. And yep. She's an elf. <laughs> you know, I only saw, I saw elf for the first time last Christmas season. What? I'm so, <laughs> I just you get, like a movie buff? <laughs> you know, we have things to make up for. I'm gonna you're gonna get mad when I say this. I saw Mean Girls this October third for the first time. First time? Yeah. I I don't I've know heard, who your podcast population is. I am not a mean girl stan. I like mean girls. Mm-hmm. I respect mean girls. I love mean girls memes, but I'm not like I celebrate October 3rd and we're Wednesday. We're pink every Wednesday. Like <laughs> this is the standard you have to live by with mean girls. <laughs> that yeah, so don't, I'm not judging you. I am confused, but I'm not I, judging you. <laughs> I, here's a no. I just saw, I just saw Ghostbusters for the first time this spooky season. 
Really? Like OG Ghostbusters? OG Ghostbusters, 84, that one. Really? I know. Like, I've seen so many movies and I haven't seen so many movies. It's weird. Wow. But I, I think like, there are just some movies that you just assume that people who are super into film mm-hmm. just like, no. And well, obviously, you know those movies, but like, like that they've seen and, and probably love. You know, really 2020, I made up for it in that time. As I mentioned, all these culturally significant movies really caught up this year and i still have a big list to still to still accomplish but um yeah i just love it all and then i mean i'll watch anything from black and white to foreign language from hardcore action action flicks to beautiful romance comedies about life and or nice drama about the human spirit or a kung fu movie i'll watch it all Especially with TV shows, like we said, I'll go crazy on reality TV with The Bachelor, Bachelorette to be know what's good and see that human behavior, and then I just love my sports and go geek out with that. So I just, I just love soaking it all in, and I think I'm fortunate with that. And and when you like all of it, I imagine it's probably harder to be able to really have already seen all of these like. <laughs> cultural staples you know there's always something new you can get out of you know like um you know they really say like if you go like through film school you really analyze everything for the rest of your life i can analyze blues clues this is just a great tv show about figure about putting clues together like not courtney this is a great show about figuring stuff out yourself (laughs) mail time um (laughs) but then like I like, and then I also I just really like watching dumb stuff lately too. Like I don't know, you ever see Eric Andre's show? No. <laughs> yeah, I won't lie. It's 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 pretty grotesque, and but it's just it's 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 really he just pranks people. He just goes out of his way. I don't know if you heard about it or seen it, but it's great because I could turn my brain off and just see this guy act a fool but then i could say this is really about a commentary on how society really is and how gross america is like that's that's just how my brain is and i have fun with it but i don't let it overtake me either because then i'd be a sad film critic and don't like anything pretentious film critic and that's not me (laughs) yeah yeah probably best to stay away from that oh yeah i've I've, I've met plenty of those people (laughs) and they think there's god's gift but hey where is, I guess it's their world and we're just living in it. Some might say. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So I've got a question for you. I got an answer. What is either the best experience you've had because of this podcast or the best thing you are learning about yourself or the world because of this podcast? a really great question thank you for asking me that i think the best experience so far is getting the chance i think is getting the chance to really talk with people in depth you know can we have the most honest conversation in the world tech i say this technically no because of the microphones and stuff but we can really get something out of it and i think it's been a great opportunity with especially my guests coming from all over the place, I've been fortunate to stay in touch enough that I can ask, hey, do you want to do this? Um, so I think the best experience is how willing people are, are to come on and, and do this. And we and like, you know, not to be corny, it's really a chance for to be the voice to the voiceless. I would love to interview celebrities and high profile people one day, but I have a very, very, very long time until I have that credibility. So why not just 
make celebrities out of who I have. And I mean, we've learned about a lot of your interests. You've given a lot of insight on things, some awesome advice. And I'm really enjoying this so far. And then there's people I've, um, you know, I've had conversations with people I disagree with. Like I had a Trump supporter on and, uh, and I won't lie. There was this stuff that I, um, didn't agree with at all, but he was a very calm demeanor and he really had that, that look, you know, oh, he wouldn't mind me saying this, you know, handlebar mustache camo and all that. But when I spoke with him, very intelligent, very, um, very, very level-headed. He understands the, um, this was my chance to, you know, I really just wanted to know, like, what is it like every day to, you know, believe in something and you're in a specific area where people don't believe the same way as you. And then he told me in a fair, great manner. And he wasn't, he wasn't, like the this like you know these like he wasn't a proud boy or anything like that he was just an awesome person to talk to and even though we disagree politically on things i think we we grew we had a nice moment together and and it grew so it's been cool with that showing off how people cool people are like I had two drag queens on and it was so cool. They really just felt so open. And one of them was the first time being on camera for it and having them tell their story um, and what it does for them in a non-judgmental way. And I think they're just as cool as talking with, you know, I've had podcasts where I just talk sports with people. And so I think the best part of this podcast is showing that everyone has something cool about them. Even if they think they're an introvert or what, I, I'd like to think that I can just prove how dope a person is. And I think that's been the best experience so far. That's awesome. That's so good. And, and I think that's like, that's what you started the podcast for, right? That very reason, you know, the, the reason, the, the two main reasons why I started the podcast was one, my dad, I was tired of my dad saying, why aren't you doing anything looking for jobs <laughs> every day? I was like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to do this. I learned, I, I was a intern at Sirius XM radio. That's how I learned how to do all this. I'm going to learn the stuff I learned from Sirius. I'm going to buy the software. Um, money I do have saved, I'm going to buy the equipment for it. And it's been a great investment so far. So I have to say that. And also like applying to job after I lost my job and applying to jobs that I clearly qualify for. And they say, oh, we, you know, we're going with, I, there's one job I just hate. I just hate getting the automated rejection email where it says, uh, we, we pick people who are more aligned with our requirements when I literally hit the exact requirements. So, you know what I said after that, I was like, you know, fuck this. I'm going to make this podcast, make my own content. I will prove it once and for all. When I can start really interviewing again, have a nice portfolio of content. And this is just the softwares I've been using to to do this. I'm not rusty with it. You know, I did take a solid nine months off until I took this. And this was just my way to, to uh, put something back on my resume because uh, it's just even though we're clearly in a pandemic and they will see, Oh, I, he was a casualty of the pandemic. I still think people will still, if I don't have a direct reference to the hiring manager, they'll think I just have a big gap. So this is really just to add that gap again. And it's just something I love doing. And I really am gaining a lot, both personally and professionally from it. That's awesome. That's really important. And this is a great way for us to catch up and learn even yeah. more about each other. So, um, <laughs> 
I'm really, that's, that's, that's this great, this great thing I have. And, and, and I think I will do it honestly, even when I start working again and, you know, I get, uh, um, I don't, I think I'll be doing this for, for, forever. Really. I just, I just, so it's cheap to do. And, uh, uh I mean, well, it's affordable to do, I should say. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and, I just love doing it. And I think a lot of people can get out of it. Um, I don't know if you also, I had this guy Bladar on. Um, he was a refugee from war-torn Albania, went to Albania, to Greece, to the United States. And we talked for, for almost two hours and he gave me his great deep story on how, on what that was like. I really don't want to, I'm trying my best to not have first world problems after hearing what he legitimately dealt with. I know it's, it's hard, but he, I got so much out of that, that conversation, like not to be corny, really impacted me on my life. So, um, I just want yeah. more opportunities like that and show off how cool, you know, Blade R is and the importance of, uh, also he, the main thing of his story, he needed a lot of people to help him and his family to get out of his country. Like he still, he stayed with, um, he stayed with somebody lived off the grid for six months until the wow. border was cleared to go. And he didn't have to do that, and he did. So it just teaches me, hopefully, you know, I know not everybody would be appreciative of something like that, but I hope to find the good in people from it. So I know quite a uh, <laughs> quite an answer, but uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's done a lot for me for the better. And I uh, just want to show off how cool other people are, but might as well gain some things from our resume while I'm at it. That's awesome. That's so good. You know, it's nah. important for you to be doing things that you like. Absolutely. Now, let me ask with you, Abby. So you're in a, the world of education. Do, do, can you tell us exactly what you've been up to with that right now? Yeah. Um, so I, I work at a small university um, and um, I work in a, a programming role uh, in the sense of like events, not uh, computer programming, which is a mm-hmm. common misconception when people see my job title. Can you tell uh, me about the coding? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, uh, no, I don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I am very fortunate that um, I still do have a job. <laughs> um, was definitely something that over the summer I was like, I don't know, am I going to be laid off? Am I going to completely lose my job? Mm-hmm. Um, am I going to have to move home with my mother? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that was not an ideal situation because I have not lived at home in a while. Um, but obviously like life happens. So if that's where I was, then that would have been where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty lucky to still be here, um, in year two of my job after grad school. Um, and I work with students to just like put on exciting programs, um, which has been really challenging because of COVID because like nobody wants to tune into zoom mm-hmm. for, you know, 18 hours a day when you think about all of their interactions and their classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely been a challenge, but I'm really lucky to be working with students who help help so that it's not just me being like, oh, what do I do and how do I connect with students? Because even though I'm still so young, like I started college seven years ago. So like <laughs> me connecting with, uh, you know, an 18 year old, like it's just different because their experience is so different than mine was in 2013. Um, yeah, isn't it? Like, do mommy don't want to make you feel old, but are, are kids now college kids 
born in the 2000s. Are they starting to that? Yeah, we've surpassed the 2000s, I think, two years ago. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe one I mean, year ago. Again, you know, Tommy's a senior at Norwalk High this year. Senior. Oh, my God. He's just as tall as me. I'm like, isn't he taller? Just about, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I think so. I think he's in. Uh, I, well, I hope he's taller than me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is he, has he committed to a college yet? Not yet. He's starting his recruitment pot process. He wants to play football. Um, and he might even do a post-grad year at a, at a school. It depends where he wants. He's been taught in the talks with that. And, you know, like I said, Tommy's about six one and the doctor thinks he's still growing. So, I mean, his hands are the twice the size of mine. He's, he's really turned into some young man that I'm so proud of. And, yeah, just right now, that's it. You know, the thing is pretty much probably around this, in the non-COVID world, he would have a better idea at this time. But, right. um, you know, now everything's pushed back. So this is going to be an interesting winter to see what he's doing and he's continuing to train. But, yes, he's just starting the recruitment process. He, you know, whether he goes to another post-grad year to see if he could get some more college offers or he'll just go straight to be a redshirt freshman. But right. either way, I know he'll do the right decision. My, you know, my parents are right there with him. And um, that's really what he's doing is just seeing seeing his best options at the moment. He, all he does wants to do is keep playing football. And what's great about Tommy is that he, he you know, he played his um, abbreviated season because of COVID, but I just saw him. He was, he's still throwing on his net right now. He just loves the game that much. And um, I just can't wait to see where it goes from here for him. And he's like a pretty big deal, like at least in terms of Norwalk, I guess I don't really know um, Southern Connecticut high school. Well, sports all uh, but he's like, he's kind of a big deal, right? Oh yeah. He's, he's had been on a few podcasts, a lot of articles written about him. He was like, you know, not, not too to his own horn, but he was part of the quarterbacks to watch in the state of New England. So, and that's why I say, well, I want him to get taller to be that size. Cause you never know. So uh, I'm exactly six feet and let's say he's six one. So okay. that's already, that's a, that's a great, and that's a, you know, he probably wants a few more inches to be even better, but he's just still a great size as a quarterback. Cause you know, won't complain yeah. to get an extra growth spurt. And the doctor thinks that it's possible. So, um, my dad's size always been tall, so we've been fortunate with those genes. <laughs> oh, I remember the days of being equal size to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> now you all are almost a full foot taller than me. Well, yeah, look, you know, you're still great at other things with your height, so. Uh... <laughs> sure. I am small enough to fit in small spaces, but I don't like to do that. <laughs> I won't lie. I appreciate the height and uh <laughs> and I just want Tommy to have the the tallest one so he can continue to play. And I, I think he's gonna be playing somewhere soon. So it's cool to see what he's doing. Does your school have a football program? <laughs> we do, but we don't have a football season right now. Mm. Um the NCAA is no, what's the New England one? The NE ten? Any sports person. <laughs> I think the conference is the NEASC. That's ones like Bowdoin, Bates, uh schools sure. like that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so there was no football season. Yeah. Um for Bentley yeah, this a, year. 
that's yeah. that's what's been tough too, like just figuring out who has a season or not. So quite the yeah. world we're living in, but um, you know, they did announce we might be having a vaccine from Pfizer. I know everyone has their views on big pharma, but that would be great for a lot of things if that if this is legit and but I, I know the uh the complicated things that comes with that, but regardless, we just want the pandemic to end it in the safest way possible. And yeah, it helps with his sake too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just so hard because like we particularly in American culture, just like want everything right now. Yeah. Um, and our it's lack of instant patience. gratification. Yep. Yeah. Our absolute lack of patience has like just prolonged the, like just absolute horrible experience. I wouldn't, okay. I would not say it's an absolutely horrible experience because there probably have been some positive things to come out of needing to take a step back. Yep. But, you know, other countries did not experience a like full shutdown mm-hmm. for the length of time that we have experienced it. And it's because even though we are fully shut down, people aren't paying attention to that. Whereas they in other countries, they're like, oh, it's a lockdown. I will be locked down. <laughs> so you think like, I don't know when this first happened, I always thought in a perfect world, we would have been, you know, this is ration trying to be as rational as I can in March. I was hoping like maybe Christmas time that we can um, see a big change and it doesn't yeah. look like it's going to be that way. And, you know, we could go all day on the reasons why for that, but I just hope that, you know, maybe easier for it will force people to stay inside with the winter coming now. And I figured in my, I figured to me, like if we could just get through the winter and even if just the, this mother nature just forces, okay, you won't stay inside. I will make it stay inside. I mean, again, this is just for our, the cold States like us up here in new England, but, um, right. but, uh, I hope in a perfect way, we could just get through the winter and, uh, hopefully we see a, uh, a better summer. I'm hoping, but so I, I know there's a lot of things to contribute and I'm prepared either way. Um, right. So I just, I just hope good things are coming. That's all I, that's all I can do. You know, we got to hope that with winter coming and with Dr. Jill Biden and president elect <laughs> Joe Biden with hey. them coming in with a plan. Yes. That hopefully things will turn around. <laughs> and just, just better attitudes. That's just what I'm so excited for as well. Um, I mean, I don't want to wish the time away, but January 20th couldn't come soon enough. I'm fine to wish the time away. This whole year <laughs> has gone by in a, like a weird vortex. Yep, yep. Like, no, I hear that. <laughs> so like, take the next two months, bring me to January 20th. I'm okay with that. And I'm aware that like, there's so much more work that needs to be done. It's not like January 20th is going to come and all of a sudden everything's going to be perfectly magically sparkly, you know, (laughs) that's just not the reality. Our country is really, really broken right now. Yeah. Um, But I have to have a little bit of hope that it won't be, that we will be put in a position where we can start to make progress and move beyond being so broken. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's my big takeaway from the the news of Biden and Harris winning is it's starting some kind of road to recovery. Now it might take many years until then. We, you know, we are still very divided. So 70 million people voted for Trump, you know, and uh, well, 
it's hopefully with this new it's it's that type of start for that and that's what i'm really that's how, what i believe is will come out of this especially you know get through the winter um and uh i'm just i'm just i'm just going to be on the bright side glass is half full in this in this that's how we got to you know it's been a it's been a dark four years uh, yeah. i think like we have to look towards the light because we could only go up from here, right? I do. I do sort of feel as though we are like close to rock bottom. I don't know if we're like quite <laughs> there yet, but I think we're like skimming the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, in my head, like there is so much progress to be made, but I think that like this electing Biden and electing Harris, like that, that right there is a step. Absolutely. Very much so. Like that's, I, and that was also like just – you're right. We have a lot of ways to go to improve this country. But this election really did prove when our back is against the wall that we really can make a change if we want. And we're very fortunate that the numbers went in that direction for it. So True. Again, and, and I'm not somebody who's like, we can all live in peace. If you voted for Trump, then we can still be friends because I, I do firmly believe at this point in time, like if you voted for Trump, you are a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, that's just how it is. And you might not want to accept that yet. And that's okay. I'm here to talk you through why you're a white supremacist. <laughs> um but like you, this isn't 2016 where you're like, he's going to do great things for the already decent economy. Um, like that's nope. just not where we are. Um, and I honestly, I God, I just got so heated in that moment that I forgot where I was going with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where are we going with this? Well, we don't like people who support white supremacists or people who don't, right. um, who don't like Trump didn't, didn't hold them accountable, which, you know, fuck him for that. Right. And then with all the other you know, minority groups have been negatively affected by him from his words and um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But we're hopefully now with a uh, new Biden and Harris administration, and we see where Georgia lies to ha- see if they can even take the Senate. That hopefully this starts, you know, a, ve- a even if it's a slow road, some road to recovery, and hopefully start to break in the divide. Beautifully put. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with my statement, but I think, I mean, I think that is true. And I, I, I have to have hope that like there is room for growth for those people who right now are just like so concerned with their own lives and agendas. Yep. Than Especially with that, with, with, with how Trump, you know, who we put in the Supreme court and people really considering uh, like, you know, we don't want to see Roe v. Wade reverse. We don't want to see Ogrefell versus, um, I can't think, you know, we don't want, well, we don't want same-sex marriage to be reversed and we don't want to see the the right to an abortion taken away. And right. it's just like, I just don't get personally why that progress would, why would somebody want to take, want to go back to the, that was 73 was when Roe v. Wade was passed. So why would you want to take 50 years backwards for that? For, and for, for, uh, especially with the LGBTQI plus community, these are just people take the benefit, take the benefits and politics out. This is an opportunity for two people who love each other and want to 
make it official. So why does the government have to dictate why they can say that or not? So, you know, just those little things that we, that, you know, pray to God that doesn't take away. And uh, like, that's just a, hopefully a horrible mark that agent orange doesn't give us. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and I don't know if this was something that you realized that you had just said, but the, 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 concern and the real big problem that we've been having and granted Trump is not like a Christian or Catholic man. He is somebody who plays to really conservative Catholics and Christians, but we have not been living by the separation of church and state. Like, current conservative politicians and the reason why i said i don't know if you noticed when you said i pray to god oh yeah <laughs> uh, and this, it, it, this me, honestly, you were like how did i do that <laughs> um but i mean right now like uh, you know when we think about amy coney barrett like she is not somebody who is able to separate her religious beliefs from the way that she's going to perform law <laughs> and she's only been you know a lawyer for three years so like underqualified <laughs> right um but like that is that has been the major concern of why people are so interested in Trump is because he's playing towards their religious beliefs when yeah our government is not supposed to be doing that we have folks from all different types of religions and why are we just assuming that like just because you believe in one specific God in one the form of the bible like that you're superior <laughs> exactly like you know like i identify myself as a more spiritual person and i understand not everybody does yeah. i me personally you know i say I pray to god but i believe somebody you know all is a god to someone else um mm-hmm. and stuff like that i support that and i understand that i believe that a god whether um depending on how you define or identify with your God, just either way, I respect it. If some people want to follow a a certain religion, that's my way. I just know that that's not everybody. And I respect that. And I think when you do a law for the gen, for the greater good and the greater body of people, we have to respect those beliefs. And that's why we can't, that's why we do have to have that separate church and state because it's not everybody believes it. it's not everybody's just aware so um i'm able to separate that i don't understand why other people can't and you know i understand people who believe in the bible i know the bible has done things for a lot of people and it turns a lot of people lives around but it hasn't for everybody and we have to understand and respect that and we can't force that in the law so you just right. I just, you know, I keep my spirituality to myself and do that. I'm not someone who throws it down your throat. Um, okay. If you if you believe in Buddha, if you believe in Allah, I, I'll support you. I'll even, if you want me to join your uh, services, I'll do it with my best effort and smile on my face. If you want to do the bachelorette religion, if, if you're so into that, okay, weird flex, but okay. But right. basically what I'm saying is everybody's different and everyone is cool in their own way for it. And we shouldn't let religion specifically dictate that because simply it doesn't apply to everyone right and kind of what you're alluding to like it should be celebrated people should feel like they're able to talk about what their religion means to them yeah however they shouldn't be using their religion as a way to control other people no that is that is the difference like it is wonderful like other like parts of different identities all of those things should be celebrated but yeah we all could be cool. Like he- my this part of my identity is way better than yours, and so you have to follow <laughs> this way. Like, just get a life at that point. That's all I have to say to those people. Yeah, like at that point, okay, go go live among like minded people, 
if you want everybody to think the way that you think, then don't be around people who think differently. Like, if that's going to be it, if you're, like, so close-minded to the way that other people think, then don't bother coming around us. <laughs> no, go on your chat rooms instead or, you know. Ugh. Yeah. Don't get these people, Abby. Just don't. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just hope that, uh, you know, with that saying all that, that we do start that road recovery we just especially don't want Amy Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh Trump's picks to help lead a change to go backwards. And that would just be just gross. And uh, I just is praying and hoping for the best. And hopefully they have other cases to worry about instead. Like how about, you know, obviously COVID and the, the hunger issue and environmental, especially focus on those issues instead of, you know, dictating whether a woman has the right to choose an abortion or not and or choosing the right to have somebody find their soulmate no matter their orientation. You decide just because um, a religion says it's not okay. That's not true. It's, like, it's okay. Religion you know? doesn't say that it's not okay. That is a loose interpretation. Exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> if, we went, if we went by the Bible, you can't eat lobster. And, you know, there's... Right. You can't lives. cut your hair. You can't get a tattoo. Like Exactly. So we can't we can't have the double standard there. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah. oh man. You know what? <laughs> on some lighter things. Just curious. <laughs> I were, do you were you happy to drink it a beer? It looks really good. <laughs> I'm drinking a Down East cider. Down East cider. Obviously yeah. you have to have it in the season. Have you been um getting some nice fall drink. I mean, falls is sadly coming to an end. If you've been uh, getting some nice falls drinks this year, whether you're a uh, alcohol or non-alcoholic from your pumpkin spice latte to your, to your, um, uh, you know, Seagram's <laughs> or, uh, your, uh, you know, dirty, oh, not dirty. Is that the word, right word or a spiked pumpkin spice latte or pumpkin beer? Any, you've been getting into any of those fall drinks. Did you have a um, season of that? Some, some. Uh, uh, I'm a cider drinker year round. Um, I, <laughs> I so I don't drink beer. Yep. Um, so cider is, um, especially down east, so so good. Hey. Um, so this is their their special limited edition cider donut that I picked up on the day that Joe Biden was uh, projected as our president. I picked up two 64 ounce growlers, and I said I deserve oh, wow. this because I I voted and I Damn did my. Right. Another thing you got my support on. Wow, that's, a, that's 64 ounces, man. Oh, oh yeah. And I just finished one today. That makes it sound aggressive. Like I drank all 64 ounces. No, 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 no. I got them Saturday. Today is Wednesday. Judgment free zone if you did. So as long as you're safe, of course. It is a work night. <laughs> um, so I've been doing that. Uh, big pumpkin spice latte girl, Starbucks, not Dunkin'. It's just superior. Dunkin' lattes taste like trash. Really? Even in the state of Mass where Dunkin' seems to be king? Yes. I, I like a good Dunkin' iced coffee. I prefer Starbucks, but I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there is a Dunkin' in my work, and so I will get a Dunkin' iced coffee, but I think there are a lot, the lattes at Starbucks are way better. Mm-hmm. That sounded so pretentious, but it is not correct. <laughs> um, so big pumpkin spice latte, girl. Um, ooh, do you like spiked ciders? I will enjoy, I do enjoy a good spiked cider every once in a while. I mean, seltzer, not cider. Aye, aye, aye. Seltzer, I do like whether you're, you're, you know, the Trulies and your, uh, um, your, your, um, 
White, White claws. claws, Corona Spike Seltzers, Bud Lights. I will enjoy them. My Wild Berries specifically. I haven't had the Corona or the Bud Light. Really good. Really, really like good. Beer or do they taste like seltzer? They do sound like a solid seltzer. If you, um, well, we can't really, I don't know if this is appropriate in a COVID world, but if someone poured it in a solo cup and handed it to you, you wouldn't know. But I guess that's not politically correct right now. Because they were really in <laughs> sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, I do like spike seltzers. Okay. So I don't know if you've ever had Willie's Super Brew. I'm afraid not. Can you tell me about it? So um, I believe it's like their their whole shtick is that it's like made with real fruit. Um, mm-hmm. And they have a, a fall flavor, which is pear and cinnamon. Pear and cinnamon. That's an interesting I combo. Believe. And it has a it has the taste of a cider, but the the lightness of a seltzer. Oh, I hope it's still in season. There's, a, do you have is you know total wine? You know total wine, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you have them around you? Um, there's one sort of near me, but not close enough that I go to it. Mm-hmm. Well, I usually you know that best liquor store in the world. Um, I mean, it has everything. Yeah, so. You know, I'm going to check this weekend and see if I can, uh, if I have it, and I'll snap you if uh, if I can do it, because that does sound interesting. Pear and cinnamon. So good. Really, oh, tastes like fall. <laughs> I've been, um, you know, one thing I didn't like with fall, I didn't like pumpkin beer. I tried pumpkin beer this year. I was not a fan. Really? Nah, nah. Shipyard? Like, hmm? Did you try Shipyard? Shipyard. Maybe <laughs> okay, okay. I remember this one year, but uh, it, as as a non beer drinker, that is the only pumpkin beer that I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, just more of those Sam Adams like. Uh, okay. I like those Sam Adams Oktoberfest drinking a lot. I like whiskey all year round. I will drink whiskey in the summer. I don't care, but um, that's my go to drink. I'll just like Jack Daniels and go crazy with that. Even like a honey jack. Oh man, that's a nice fall drink. Goes there. What? What about you? What's your go-to alcohol besides that? Oof. Hmm. Oh, that's tricky. Um, I like a Cosmo when I make it. I've never actually had a Cosmo out, but um, over the summer I was like, I want to learn how to make a Cosmopolitan. And would I really? say that it was like the best thing in the universe? No. Was it a way for me to continue drinking alcohol? Easily. Yeah. Okay, okay. Would I order one out? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But otherwise, I'd say this is, like, so basic. And I actually haven't had this probably since college. Fuck it. Um, But, like, a good Malibu and Coke. I'm outing myself. (laughs) Malibu's great. Malibu, you got to be careful because it tastes like regular juice and uh, boing. It just tastes so good. <laughs> I mean, actually, to be honest, I didn't know like you could. Regret, but it tastes good. <laughs> tastes like regret. That's like a Natty Light Keystone with me. I, I did a podcast yesterday with my buddy Joe, and he's drinking Natty Lights. I'm like, dude, you're 24. Why are you drinking? <laughs> it's better than a PBR. I, again, right. not a beer drink. I know that, like, that is bottom of the barrel. You're acting like you're 17. <laughs> hey, right. Again, his world, and we're living in it. I like. Um, I love Yingling's beers goods um but yeah i mean like i said i love my bourbon like john water scotches and one thing like no because i'm so manly but really i just don't like the extra sugar i will drink these straight most of the time and uh, <laughs> really i just don't want the extra sugar <laughs> i appreciate the honesty really i just i mean i 
I, I hate hangovers like a lot. Like I'm ashamed of myself when I get one. I won't lie. I had my first hangover, my only hangover of 2020 so far. Went to for Halloween safely and um with some friends and <laughs> you know, I just drank too much. It was that sugar with wow. the shakers. First hangover of 2020 was like two weeks ago. I can honestly say that, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I've dabbled and drank there. I just, it's because I don't really do chasers or anything, but I don't know. I guess it was just, it was just, uh, I was just, I was James Bond for Halloween. Mm. I just shaved. I was just, I was just feeling myself, <laughs> to be honest. So, that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> lesson learned. And, you know, I had my first, I, I got my shirt. I had a jello shot. Right on a nice dress shirt, which is 100% my fault. And I really, and uh, I went to the dry cleaners for the first time all year. Felt good. Overpriced, but felt good. Felt good. (laughs) Wasn't worth it, but uh, that's thing. What's an alcohol that is, nah, off limits, never. I am not touching it. (laughs) Like me is vodka. Really, if I don't have to, I won't drink vodka. Oh, that's a taste of regret right there. That's fair. I would not drink vodka straight. I don't think I could do like a vodka martini. That to me just like it, it's, it, you're drinking rubbing alcohol at that point. Rubbing alcohol Added, with gloves in it. <laughs> and vodka sodas too. And like, you know, I went on this date with a girl I was trying to seem cool and impress, but we didn't make it. She was nice. But she, she was from Russia, like St. Okay. Petersburg, Russia in the city and she was drinking vodka soda I was like oh, i'll drink those with you and i remember just being so cringy i had to turn around I was like i hate this literally tastes awful and you know it's new york city price so it's like 14 bucks for a thing like this oh and that is like the one good thing about covid uh, and i miss bars don't get me wrong but like i get drunk for far cheaper now because <laughs> right yeah <laughs> and it stays with you like i could get a bottle of jack and that'll last a few weeks yeah oh yeah for me though and i would agree like i'm i'm again like i'm not gonna drink vodka straight but like i would drink it in like a vodka crayon or vodka lemonade yeah for me it is vodka crayon moscato moscato Ooh. oh i very Mm. much like because i was like i like sex in the city one of my like favorite shows i'm like i understand (laughs) now in 2020 like a lot of it is problematic but like it -hmm. was progressive for the 90s and the early 2000s yeah all women cast showing um all women show writer uh mostly women writing staff and just showing that perspective yeah women embracing their sexuality and yeah granted all white women but Mm -hmm. um entourage tried to do that with dudes but it sucked I mean, I like Entourage. Don't get me wrong, but I just think I the sh- I like the show, but it's such a stupid show. Fair, fair. I've never seen it, but I would probably rank Six in the City higher. <laughs> Not very much so, and the definitely better movie out of it too. True, true. So yeah, so in college, I very much was like, I'm a wine drinker, even though I like had not developed a palate for like whites or reds, mm-hmm. and so I just drank sweet wine all through like most of college, um, which was not great. My very very first hangover, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> um, I had like a few months prior broken up with my long term boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, and one of my friends was like. My boyfriend and I got you like a, a two liter bottle of pink Moscato because like we didn't want you to feel sad. And I was like, I don't really feel sad. Like 
but I would have been celebrating a we. So tonight I'm going to celebrate a me. Yeah. Um, so I had two friends over who were not drinkers, and I was like, "Like, just have some, have some wine. It's okay. Like, you can have a little bit, and I'll drink the rest. It's fine." Um, so one of them had one singular glass, and then I drank the rest of it, except like, and there was like maybe like an inch left at the bottom, and I'm like, "Of course, I'm hammered at this point because it." Yeah. So I have so much wine in me, and I was like a teeny, one hundred and twenty pound, five foot two, you know, nineteen year old. And I'm like, I want to go see my friends. So I chug the last bit, and that was the mistake. <laughs> um, oh, that's how you know that last little bit. I have a story to share right after this. Wait, that. yeah, yeah. You now, now I know that was bad. <laughs> But at the time, I was like, that's fine. I don't want to waste it. Um, and then I walked over and walked right into the building and then said, I have to go. And immediately threw up and then was like, I can't go anywhere. Ooh. And I remember being so hungover the next day that one of my friends came by and literally <laughs> starts vacuuming in my room, opens my windows. Now, mind you, I, I was an RA for all of college. And... <laughs> The residents are like, what is Kevin doing? And I'm like, I don't talk to me. I don't know what's happening. I just want to lay down. And he's like, literally, it's like eight o'clock in the morning. And he's like, you just need some fresh air. Like, you need to walk it off. And I'm like, at eight in the morning, too. Like, I want to die. Why are you vacuuming? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, You know, I had, you know, you mentioned vodka cranberries. This is the last time I've had one since. This was a different time. So this is right after college. I was visiting my friend and his brother went to Rutgers, right? So we hang out at Rutgers. Good time, right? Go to the bar, hang out, you know, you know, pumped up. Yeah, we're going to the bar. We're going we're gonna to be so cool. I'm going gonna be, uh, gonna to be the life of the party and stuff, you know? So we go, you know, we're having fun. So then my friend needs to go to the bathroom. But he wants to go to the bathroom in his apartment. So we leave the bar, pretty popping. And this was like right at finals week. And I'm so surprised. This is finals week. And it was just like, it looked like the homecoming weekend. I don't know if that's how Rutgers gets down or what, but um, okay. it was intense, right? So we go and um, so he does his thing in the bathroom. Then we go, yeah, let's pregame some more. And I just hate that. Just one drink too many. Yeah. One drink. So we go. Yeah could have stopped but you said why not <laughs> you're right you're right so lesson learned here you, you're gonna you're gonna laugh at this right so we go I say yo Matt it's your turn to get the drinks so I'm like okay yeah three vodka cranberries and I remember distinct this POV image me holding the vodka cranberries handing them off I sipped them and this is like blink I'm in my friend's room in his bed and i i can honestly say i don't really black out that much i can count <laughs> that, that but but that was one and you know what the funny thing is i guess like <laughs> i yeah i don't want to seem like it's a type of way in this but i got a girl's number and um you know what the text convo was? I was like, what? thank God I texted like this and not something stupid. She, was, she says, hey, hey, do you want to hang out with me and my friends? This is like one in the morning. So, you know, who knows what that means at the time. My, the first took like, hey, it's Matt. And she was like, hey, it's, we'll say Stacy. And then, you know, she, her text seemed like she was very excited at the time. And then sure. I just say, after she says, hey, you want to meet us? Meet us here. And then my response is, hey, it's Matt. 
Oh no. <laughs> and then I said it twice, two other times. And she's like, Hey, I know. So you want to come? And I say, Hey, it's Matt. And then never heard from her again. I have no idea who she is. Um, checked my, made sure I didn't say anything dumb. Thank God. Um, I just, thank God I just repeated myself and didn't say anything stupid. Right. And, um, uh, I just hope she's well in her world and she's driving. But, I mean, uh, and the sad thing is that you'll never know what you did to get her number. <laughs> you're right. And I don't maybe, know. Maybe the good thing actually. Ex- exactly. I'm glad she was, she responded positively, except I just repeated myself, <laughs> but I think, but never again, never. I mean, I think, I, I don't think, I I think like only once I got in that type of level again on vacation and uh, like that really freaked me out. Cause like, I really felt like, Oh, I got, I like, I, anything could have been said. Right. I check, make sure no, no calls or whatever. And, and I really like be careful in social situations from that. Cause you know, yeah. It was, it was a, what a wake up call. And that's my, when you said vodka cranberries, anyone who says that, that very POV image of me holding the three of them. Oh my God. And I end up in my friend's bed and he ends up in his own couch. <laughs> hey, you, you won in that scenario. Right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and that's, that was some lesson learned. So, but it was good though. I, I think it's, it's helped me definitely more aware, like going out now. So. Hey, that's important. And, and I mean, I'm all for drinking, having fun, but I think it also is important to remember that like bad things could happen. Oh yeah, like, exactly. So, so easily. And it's important to be responsible, even if you are being slightly irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely for that. But yo, Abby, we've been killing it for almost two hours. Believe it or not. Um, <laughs> I know uh, I just start wrapping things up, but before um, we do that, I end my podcast with a special questionnaire. But before that, is there, um, do you have anything, to, questions for me or any nice positive words since you've given us a lot of great advice in this that I appreciate? Ooh, nice positive words. Hmm. If anything. Um, I mean, I think... I think life lately for so many people just has been like so harrowing and just so tiring um, and really sad Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And so I think it's really important for people to remember to figure out what those things are that bring them little bits of joy that they can hold on to. Um, And so whether that's catching up with somebody that you grew up with or, um, (laughs) you know, if you're somebody who like just really gets joy out of like puzzling (laughs) Um, or watching Christmas movies in I, saw, I saw you watching them today. No shame in there. I'll watch Christmas movies in July. <laughs> you you want to know another movie I haven't seen yet? And I will watch it this Christmas season. I have a specific plan. Okay. Please don't get mad. What is I it? have never seen It's a Wonderful Life. It took me a long time to see that one, so oh, no judgment. See, okay, I'll feel better from there. <laughs> no judgment there. It's. I feel like it's that movie is like just old enough that like unless our parents introduced it to us, we may yeah. not have seen it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so my my last bits of uh, advice to the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> that felt very Delilah to me. <laughs> hey, down with that. They're, they're much as your listeners right now as they are mine, so. <laughs> yeah, that's my, my last bit of advice to the listeners is to just find joy where you can and hold on to it. Really appreciate that, Abby. Thank you for that. So as I've been starting this this new tradition, how I end every podcast, it's called the Proust Questionnaire. 
So I don't know if you heard of Inside the Actor's Studio by any chance. Um, It it was an old interview show where this guy, James Lipton, would interview a bunch of actors. And he used this questionnaire to end every conversation. And um, it's from an old French show. You like French stuff by any chance? French movies, Um, culture? I don't know much about French culture. Um, I feel like I've got a very American view of like France and Paris. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I know how annoying that probably is, but I do... I, again, I have a gluten allergy, so I can't. But I do really <laughs> want to eat a baguette under the Eiffel Tower. Hey, fucking! I only ask because I know um, breakfast at Tiffany's, the great, um, the great Audrey Hepburn. Uh, oh, of course, Audrey Hepburn. But who wrote it? Uh, Truman Capote. Uh, yeah. He got his. Uh, he was help inspired from um, his trips in France. So I was just curious because I know you're such a big fan of that movie. I and am. <laughs> and um, so, anyways. So I have this, I'm going to ask you 10 questions, a little rapid fire, but not really, but they're nice and prof- they're cool, but profound. And, um, want to get, want to end it off with these great questions. Okay. Okay. So my first question for you, Abby, what is your favorite word? My favorite word. Oh, um, serendipity. Ooh, that's a really good one. Serendipity. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, your least favorite word. Oh, do I have to say it? <laughs> I mean, if you don't have to, but as a, I do have to ask this as the proud questionnaire. If you want to just make up a, your least favorite word too, you can say you don't like the word blue, or Johnny, or paper. <laughs> I I love the the vastness of the English language. I do not like the c word. I don't mm-hmm. like it. I just. Ugh, mm-mm, mm-mm. Very good answer. Very fair. I hear you on that one. What turns you on? And and by the way, I say this, I I usually say this in people's thing. thing. This isn't anything to do with intimacy or anything like that. Like, like people say what turns me on is like, you know, a fresh, a fresh garden or, uh, or I like seeing people help each other. I don't mean what, 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 you know, (laughs) I know. I I would say, just like the ability to just like chill um, and enjoy like a sim- a simple moment. That sounds really odd, but no, I'm thinking I'm like totally curling totally. up with a book and having a really like wonderful conversation. Especially in these times, I hear you on that. Yeah, it's funny when people think the, I've only done this two other times and the guy starts going on like what he likes about uh, his dating. And I was like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. Um, so <laughs> glad you knew exactly what I meant. Yeah. Okay. So having said that, what turns you off? Um, close-mindedness. close-mindedness um, we're going to just stick with that. Close-mindedness. I hear that. What sound or noise do you love? Um, I love the sound of my cat purring. So peaceful. <laughs> Definitely. I love that when I hear my cat purr too. What sound or noise do you hate? Nails scratching anything. Okay, so the next question. So what is your favorite curse word? And you could say like this word if, if there is any. We definitely know what your least favorite is. But um Um, I mean I swear a lot, which is probably not great. <laughs> I don't know. Uh probably fuck. 
<laughs> Sorry, Sorry Auntie a, Donna, if you're listening. <laughs> that is a that is a popular popular answer to that. Um, <laughs> so this is a unique question. What profession other than your own what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, this will never ever never happen and I have no qualifications. <laughs> but I would love to be an American Idol judge. I've always always That's a really that's a good answer. I, I sadly couldn't tell you who the current judges are now. I know it's on ABC, but um, uh, it's I know is it Keith Urban? It's it's Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. Katy Perry. Okay. Lionel Richie. Good squad right there. Abby Piker. <laughs> <laughs> that with that speaker doesn't Zoe Deschanel and Katy Perry look so much alike? Or am I bugging saying that? They do. See, they really do. People don't say that very often. Oh, well. Now that Katy Perry's like got blonde short hair, yeah. I don't think I can it anymore, but definitely like 2010s. <laughs> Hear that. Okay. Um, what profession would you not like to do? Hmm. I don't think um, – I wouldn't be good with anything having to do with numbers, like accounting, mm-hmm. finance. No, thank you. No stockbroking out here. No, it's just not how my brain works. All right, Abby, my last question before we say our goodbyes. If heaven exists, what would you like God to hear say here? What would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, wow. Um, I'm like, again, I would love to say something profound. Um, <laughs> like something like so sweet, like, welcome home. You're at peace now. Um, <laughs> But I just would, I think for me, it's less about what God would say and more about like the ambiance. And mm-hmm. I just really love for Faithfully by Journey to be playing very loudly. <laughs> now that's a cool answer. It's like uh, in, in Lord of the Rings after um, after Frodo comes back, it's like everyone, oh, you're here and stuff. Like that's what that was your moment while Faithful by Journey is played. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Abby. It's been nothing but a pleasure. I've had such a great time. I hope you've had a great time. I hope you would love to come back because I could talk to you all day and stuff. Please give your family my best wishes. Definitely thinking about all of them. And yeah, Abby, you just, you're the best as always. I'm so glad we're still friends and um, I hope to see you soon. And maybe before you know, we can do this in a non-COVID world and we can catch up in person. Sounds good. Yeah, give your family my love too. Holly is coming to say goodbye. <laughs> so long, Holly. Thank you for participating. I hope she has had fun herself. I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm about to add a professional podcast uh, feature to my resume because this is now my third podcast. So if you invite yes. me again, I'll be a pro. <laughs> Please, I, I plan on it. Yeah, feel free and spread the word. And uh, since you're an expert, so uh, you know what's good. <laughs> But seriously, Abby, you're the best. I just had a great time as always, and I hope to talk to you very, very soon. And please be safe out there. Same to you. Again, give everyone my love. <laughs> Definitely, you, as you do to, as you do for me. All right. I'll see you later, Abby, and thank you so much. Yeah. Bye, Matt. <laughs> Bye, Abby. And there you have it, folks. Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely incredible. Abby Parger, seriously. This is why I'm such a big fan. This is why I know so many other people are such a big fan of you. You speak the truth, you keep it real, and you stay extraordinary. So thank you so much to my great friend Abby for coming on. 
As for the rest of the week, we're going to have my great friend Erica Larson this Thursday with so much great advice, so much great insight, and so much just fun. Seriously, my great friend in this world, Erica Larson, is this Thursday, and our special episode is going to, and a special episode is going to be on Friday with the great Louie. Simple as that. He's Louie. He's the coolest. He's the man. We have a lot of great talk on COVID stuff. Since he is a healthcare worker, we talk about a lot of music, and we have a lot of fun. So more stuff ahead for the rest of the week. I'll see you again on Thursday with my great friend Erica Larson, and then Louie after that. But for the rest of you, just keep cool, keep calm, and keep and stay collective. Remember to tune in every Friday for the tweet cap with me and my buddy Ryan Page as we look at the trending tweets of the week, and then we have a nice, funny, and dope conversation about it. And with that, I thank you, I love you, be safe, be well, and I'll see you really, really soon. Thanks again, everybody. Peace! You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.